Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans again with a message in song and word from the Holy Spirit. Today being the 3rd already of September, the time is 9.28. Amen. We give God glory. I pray that all of you are well and that um, you're at peace and that you're keeping safe. And Father, this morning, as you bring forth this word to us, let me decrease and you increase, anoint me fresh in the name of Jesus. As I bring this word as your oracle, as you gave me, I will speak it in the name of Jesus. And so the prophetic song this morning is we have a gospel to proclaim. We have a gospel to proclaim, good news for men in all the earth, the gospel of a Savior's name. We sing His glory tell his worth tell of his birth at bethlehem not in a royal house or hall but in a stable dark and dim the wood made flesh a light for all tell of his death at calvary hated by those he came to save in lonely suffering on the cross for all he loved his life he gave tell of that glorious easter morn empty the tomb for he was free he broke the power of death and hell that we might share his victory tell of his reign at god's right hand by all creation glorified he sends his spirit on his church to live for him the Lamb of God. Now we rejoice to name him King. Jesus is Lord of all the earth. This gospel message we proclaim, we sing his glory tell his worth i need to sing that fifth verse again tell of his reign at god's right hand 
by all creation glorified he sends his spirit on his church to live for him the lamb who died so we have this gospel to proclaim and the gospel is about jesus christ and the message this morning is that we need the bread of life and he is the bread of life the gospel is about the bread of life it's about jesus and we are carriers of the bread of life christ is the bread of life in john chapter 6 verse 32 to 35 it speaks that he is the bread of life even in the wilderness the manna in exodus 16 4 and 5 that was the natural thing but jesus fulfilled it in the new testament it's fulfilled in the lord's supper first corinthians chapter 11 verse 23 to 24. so as i said we are carriers of the bread of life and the scripture is taken from john chapter 6 verse 25 to 58 and it's a long scripture at the same time I must do what the Holy Spirit said to do. He said to read it. The scripture, it's life. And so John chapter 6, verse 20, 25 to 58, it says, And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do, that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he had sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me 
I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which had sent me, that of all which he had given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he said, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that had heard and had learned of the Father cometh to me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he had seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on the Father hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. That's the word of the Lord to us today. What a word. The bread of life. As I said, Christ is the bread of life. He's also the manna which is spoken of. Exodus 16, 4 and 5. God promised to meet the Hebrews' need for food in the desert, but he decided to test their obedience. God wanted to see if they would obey his detailed instructions. We can learn to trust him as our Lord by taking small steps of obedience. Without bread, no one in ancient Palestine would have survived for long. So it seems entirely reasonable for Jesus in what has become known as the Lord's Prayer to instruct his disciples to pray for their daily bread. 
Yet the Lord also challenged his followers not to work for food that spoils, announcing himself as the only food that would enable them to live forever. There is no expiry date when it comes to the bread of life, like we have canned goods and other foods with an expiry date. The word of God declares, from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. No expiry date like our natural food. In fact, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which means house of bread. After feeding 5,000 people with only five loaves of bread and two fish, he shocked his listeners by declaring, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. John 6 and 53. As you seek to understand what it means that Jesus is the bread of life, ask him to show you exactly what it means to feed on him. Bread was baked daily in the ancient world. It was made from a variety of grains, barley for the poor and wheat for those with money. It was usually shaped into small round loaves that looked more like rolls or buns, you know, like the little bow buns that we, we, we wait for our parents to take out at a baker. They were like them instead of being the large loaves of bread like what we have today. Because bread was a primary stable, staple. It was also used in various aspects of worship. Cereal offerings took the form of loaves or cakes and bread was also used as a first fruit offering or as a peace offering. The bread of the presence consisting of 12 loaves of unleavened bread symbolized the covenant between God and his people. Displayed in the temple sanctuary next to the most holy place, it served as a constant reminder to the priest and the people that it was God who sustained the 12 tribes of Israel in the desert. Psalm 78 verse 24 to 25 speaks of how God's people were fed in the wilderness. And it declares, and had rained manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels food. He sent them meat to the full. Bread also played an important role in the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In fact, the bread that was consumed at the Last Supper, as well as the bread Jesus shared with the two travelers in Emmaus, was probably unleavened bread, since both meals occurred during Passover week. Jesus called himself the Bread of Life. Jesus criticized the people who followed him only for the physical and temporal benefits and not for the satisfying of their spiritual hunger. Many people use religion to gain prestige, comfort, or even political votes. But those are self-centered motives. True believers follows Jesus simply because they know he has the truth and his way is the way of life. 
Many sincere seekers for God are puzzled about what he wants them to do. The religions of the world are mankind's attempts to answer this question. But Jesus' reply is brief and simple. We must believe on him whom God has sent. Satisfying God does not come from the work we do, but from whom we believe. The first step is accepting that Jesus is who he claims to be. All spiritual development is built on this affirmation. Why don't we declare to Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, and embark on a life of belief that is satisfying to your creator. People ate bread to satisfy physical hunger and to sustain physical life. We can satisfy spiritual hunger and sustain spiritual life only by a right relationship with Jesus. No wonder he called himself the bread of life, but bread must be eaten to sustain life and Christ must be invited into our daily walk to sustain spiritual life. Jesus did not work independently of God the Father, but in union with him. This should give us even more assurance of being welcomed into God's presence and being protected by him. Jesus' purpose was to do the will of God, not to satisfy Jesus' human desires. When we follow Jesus, we should have the same purpose. Jesus said he would not lose even one person whom the Father had given him. Thus, anyone who makes a sincere commitment to believe in Jesus Christ as Savior is secured in God's promise of eternal life. Christ will not let his people be overcome by Satan and lose their salvation. In John 17 verse 12, the word declares, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Those who put their faith in Christ will be resurrected from physical death to eternal life with God when Christ comes again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 52. The Jewish leaders were hostile to Jesus. The religious leaders grumbled because they could not accept Jesus' claim of divinity. They saw him only as a carpenter from Nazareth. They refused to believe that Jesus was God's divine son, and they could not tolerate his message. Many people reject Christ because they say they cannot believe he is the son of God. In reality, the demands that Christ makes for their for their loyalty and obedience are what they can't accept. So to protect themselves from the message, they reject the messenger. God, not man, plugs the most active role in salvation. Let me read that again. God, not man, plays the most active role in salvation. When someone chooses, to believe in Jesus Christ as Savior. He or she does so only in response 
to the urging of God's Holy Spirit. God does the urging. Then we decide whether or not to believe. Thus, no one can believe in Jesus without God's help. Jesus was alluding to an Old Testament view of the messianic kingdom in which all people are taught directly by God. In Isaiah 54:13 and Jeremiah 31:31 to 34, he was stressing the importance of not merely hearing. We are taught by God through the Bible, our experiences, the thoughts the Holy Spirit brings and relationships with other Christians. Are you open to God's teaching? Jesus said, I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. Believers here means continues to believe. Believes here means continues to believe. We do not believe merely once. We keep on believing in and trusting Jesus. The religious leaders frequently asked Jesus to prove to them why he was better than the prophets they already had. How can Jesus give us his flesh as bread to eat? To eat living bread means to accept Christ into our lives and become united with him. We are united with Christ in two ways. By believing in his death, the sacrifice of his flesh and resurrection and by devoting ourselves to living as he requires depending on his teaching for guidance and trusting in the holy spirit for power 